Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now my guy's here. He is the best, right? In this business, there's just certain people you just look at and go, yep, there's one of the greats. Tim Brando, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be back with you. I think Kent State, maybe Buffalo, last couple times you were in here? Yeah, I think that was the last one. I was asking your producer, what year was that? Do you remember? I think that was an opener, or close to an opener, maybe the second yeah. or third week. Yeah, something season. like that. So it's just good you're, you're going to get back in here. Not only that, it's a Big Ten game Yeah, uh, on top of that. So I'm so, excited about it. I am. Yeah. I'll get the uh, I'll get the full Happy Valley treatment this time. Right? Yeah, you, you'll get the full treatment this time as to what's going on. Conference game. <laughs> you get to pronounce tongue of Iola all day. That's great. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you know the last the last really meaningful game, big time game that I did uh, was pre Big Ten. It was uh, it was. Uh, the late Vince Dooley and I came in to do it, and Major Harris was coming off a, a run to the national championship in the uh, 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 the game against Notre Dame the year before. Yep, Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl. Bowl. Yep. And, uh, and so it was the 89 season in Penn State, West Virginia. It was a big, I mean, big game. And uh, it was a great environment. I want to say it was a little bit wet. I had yep. a little rain on the terrain there in Happy Valley. Yeah, and uh, it was just a, a a wonderful place to be. Oh. You know, Penn State, uh, and that stadium is a fantastic one. And it was one of the very few, Steve, I was familiar with um, when I when I started doing Big Ten games. I'd never been to the Shoe. I'd never been to the Big House. And um, but I had been to State College, and it's it's obviously a much bigger place now, much more vast. You know, over a hundred thousand now. It wasn't at that time, but Beaver Stadium is. Um, you know, I don't care how many stand, how many people are in the stands. Beaver Stadium is hallowed ground. Yeah. Well, let me give you a fun side story on that '89 game. Right, they come into now the year before, as yeah, and I don't have to tell you. Tim knows. Yeah. West Virginia was great, and they beat Penn State down in Morgantown. So they come yeah. up in into Beaver Stadium, and of course the Mountaineer comes in. And he has the gun. Right? <laughs> and Joe, Joe Paterno, sent out instructions to the people. He says, he's not allowed to fire that gun in the stadium. <laughs> and they're, they're following him all over the yeah. place all day as a side note. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the broadcast booth going, okay, that's, uh, don't watch it. Don't watch yeah. that. <laughs> well, uh, I, had, uh, I had had my uh, Penn State... Uh, opportunities before I got into the booth. I was sort of the host slash sideline guy on CFA football in 86. Uh, That was a big introductory season for me at ESPN. It was before we started college game day. And uh, I got to to call from the sidelines and host uh, Penn State at Boston College. Um, uh, I'd come down for a, a Penn State game at home Oh my gosh! That same year, I'm trying to remember who it was that played, but um, but it was the, in the '86 season. Uh, Mike Patrick and Pat McAnally were calling the games, and I was 
you know, 30 years old and, and uh, <laughs> just uh, a little raw, a little green. And, and, and my quest was to get, uh, my, my quest, literal quest, was to get Joe to stop, to get Bud Tallman, the, the SI, SID at that time, to yep. get Joe to stop so I could interview him <laughs> whether, you know, when the game was over. And, um, <laughs> and Bud told me that I would be, and this was a game that was, it might have been, in fact, I think it was maybe uh, it was at West Virginia that particular year. I want to say we might have yeah. been at West Virginia, the '86 game uh, that Penn yeah. State played West Virginia. Penn so State shut them out. Penn State shut them out. Yep. Yeah, but Bud told me if I wanted to get Joe, I would be very wise to go out to the team hotel on Saturday morning and do his brother George's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell the truth, okay? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, well, where are you guys staying? And it was, you know, Morgantown didn't have a lot of places. Yeah. And to get anywhere from Morgantown meant, you know, as many two-lane highways as you have coming into Happy Valley, okay? Yeah. So I got up uh, at, at dawn and began my drive <laughs> to, to the hotel to visit with George. And I don't know who the co-host was, but, you know, I just knocked on the door of the hotel room and went in and, and did the show. And so now the game's over, and I'm running towards uh, Bud. And I said, Bud, I did the show. Now get him. <laughs> <laughs> and because, you and know that what? was the thing was just getting uh, – Joe, Joe was running. He was always running. And yeah. Bud had to run him down from behind him, and he was like, no, he's – but Brando did the show with George. <laughs> <laughs> so and that was and you know where it was? It was in Washington PA. It wasn't even in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah Cuz that's where yeah. he stayed. He's like my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Uh, but I have oh made, my those goodness. Are, those are uh great memories. I've got some old pictures from that that I'll be putting out on social media tomorrow. That's so awesome. You can that's take a look great. at them. That's great. <laughs> Hey, uh, what do you think of the state of college football is right now? You go around, you see it all the time. You have definite opinions of it. You, you know, now it's now the college football playoff rankings are out. So, what do you think? How good is the game right now, in your opinion, pro and con? Well, I think it's wonderful. And yeah, all the doomsayers back in the summer that were saying, "Oh, the NIL and the transfer portal is just killing the game," and it's awful. It's not the game that we remember, and blah blah blah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Those same people, and I know who they are because they're all of my generation. Most of them were, you know, 60 or over, predicting this doom and gloom. And I'm like, uh, did you enjoy last week? <laughs> yeah, those were unbelievable games. And, you know, they were. College football is always going to deliver, you know. And, and, if, and if, if you're looking at it solely from your team's point of view, you may not get it. So, you know, as you know, I don't root for any teams. Uh, I may root for a few people that I like more than others, but I don't root yeah. for teams. I do root for the game. I want the game to grow. I want the game to be bigger and better than it is. And I think we're well on our way to that being the case. Uh, I'm, I'm frustrated, as I always am this time of year, when the committee has these godforsaken Tuesday night shows. Uh, fortunately, most of America was watching election coverage last night. <laughs> As opposed to get to, opposed to watching the dog and pony show that poor Reese Davis and all those uh, game day guys have to do, 
by contract. I know they don't want to do it because right. all you do as you watch that show is get pissed off. You get you, there's a level of pissed off after one segment, and then by the time they get to the third block, you're ready to just throw you know <laughs> at the television set. You know when you hear these conversations and everybody involved, including Boo Corrigan, who is uh, the late great Gene Corrigan's son, who was a yep outstanding uh, athletic director at Notre Dame and later ACC commissioner, uh, was one of my dearest friends. And Boo uh, and his brother Tim, who was a producer at ESPN, are all both they're both great friends of mine. But I mean, they give him these talking points, and he contradicts himself with every statement. Every guy that's ever been in that position contradicts himself with every statement he makes. And yeah. they're just talking points that make no sense. And until we go to 12, and I really believe before we get to 12, I think they're going to settle on 16. That's my little I agree. Line. Yeah, you and uh, I agree on that. Yep. I, I think television is going to force them. When they look at the numbers, uh, Steve, they're going to realize how much money they're leaving on the table by not having more uh, volume and inventory, and and what, what what the heartache for teams one through four that don't get a home game, and teams five through eight that do. So why not allow one through four to play and give thirteen, fourteen, yep. fifteen, and sixteen a shot? You don't, you know, you've got a bye week in there. You're not going to lose any, you know, it's not going to make it any longer. The process, you're just going to have more games, and more games means more revenue. So I think they will settle at 16 when they finally get to that finish line, whenever it is, but between now and 2026. But but the state of college football, in my opinion, has never been better. And the coaches that have um, learned and and embraced the changes that have been brought forth from NIL and the transfer portal are are doing really well. And those that aren't or haven't, are struggling with it, and if they're yeah. and if they're uh, at a point in their careers where they feel like you know I just don't want to go through this, then they can retire, okay. Yeah. And if and if they and if they if they aren't, uh, then they're going to have to embrace it. They're going to have to adapt with the times, and um, and I think for the most part they have. So I, I feel like the state of the game is really good. We need to regulate yeah. uh, the portal. That's yep. I think everybody understands that. And um, if these uh, four Senate elections that are still out there end up in in um, uh, the Republicans' corner, then I think uh, we'll find a, a way to get some regulations done. I do. I think if two parties uh, are at a tug of war, I think that it's going to be hard to get anyone to listen to something as trite as an issue in college football. But yeah. I think if you have... Um, one party in control of both the House and the Senate, I think there'll be uh, uh, some willing ears in terms of trying to protect the game of college football. So we'll see. But but I do think that it needs to happen. And uh, it's not like uh, the ship is so far out to sea that we can't get it into more calm waters. I think we can find a way. You know, we're not gonna bring it. You're not bringing the ship back into the dock. But you need yeah. to find some calmer waters for yeah. for what we're doing with the transfer portal so we can stabilize it some. That's what's needed. Right. I agree completely with that. Uh, any uh, thoughts on, uh, in, as you've done your homework on this Penn State football team to this point? 
I, I love the way uh, Clifford has responded in what was, a, I think, going to be a very difficult year for him if he, if he hadn't stepped up. Uh, I think you guys, uh, for the most part, if you can get the run game going, I know this sounds cliche, but if the run game is there, then it opens up so much more for you. Yeah. Uh, I frankly thought the Ohio State game was yours to take. I, I thought you yeah. just sort of gift-wrapped it at the end. Uh, and, of course, Ohio State had a lot to do with that. Their defense is so improved under Jim Knowles. And, um, you know, they fooled Penn State a few times with their coverages because of what Knowles does. He, he takes some chances, and they were able to convert on some of those chances uh, late in the game. And I thought that's what turned it. But I think this has been a much improved Penn State team this year. I think James has got to be really happy with the progress made. Now it's about finishing the deal. You know, you've got a a good season underway that could end really great for you if you can run the table. But, uh, look, this bunch coming in here is going to put some pressure on your defense. They've got some really good skilled players and a quality quarterback. So, And they're smarting a little bit after what happened with Wisconsin. You know, they got shut down in ways that they haven't been uh, in, in preceding weeks against anybody. So, And at the same time, Penn State can kind of look at what Wisconsin did and say, okay, you know, we see some weaknesses mm-hmm. there and, and we should be in good shape. Contrasting styles too, Steve, which should make for a very entertaining game. Uh, Spencer and I are really looking forward to it. We've been uh, spending most of our weeks lately in the Pac-12 and Big 12, so right. uh, we're, we're really happy to be back in the Big 10 with a game that should have a lot of eyeballs uh, coming off big noon. Uh, that That's generally a good spot for the next game to get uh, a really good rating. So mm-hmm. we're enthused and happy to be there. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. Thanks so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it, Tim, and I can't wait to see you on Saturday. Well, I'm just sorry I was a little bit late to the party. Uh, uh, you know, when, right. you become a, when you become a granddad, you know, oh. your daughter calls and she suddenly needs you to do something because yep. uh, the five-year-old is sick and they, they the, we got to pick up the three-year-old who was at the, you know, <laughs> the, the, getting whatever done. And so, boom, you just do it. And um, yep. that's what Big da- that's what Big Daddy B does for his hey. grandkids. I, hey, I was guess hust- what? I, I have seven. back home from that. <laughs> I have seven, so I know. Not grandbabies. Okay. Seven grandkids, yes. No, Steve, you're kidding me. Yes. Wow. No. My goodness. No. From Absolutely. how many kids? How many five. children? Five. Four okay. of the five have children. Okay. All right. Well, I only had two girls, but they've given me four grandbabies. What a blessing. Them. That's, oh, it's a blessing. It's so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot care, overrate grandkids. You cannot. There's no such thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take care, my friend.